0: Hello everyone and welcome to Humans. I'm Luke McCredden and this is episode 26. Leon Morton is a family man and an adventurer from the sleepy town of Port Ferry in Victoria's Southwest. He is also the creator, with his partner Athena, of the Port Fairy Adventure Film Festival, which kicked off its first year in 2019 and is set to be a big one and a great one again in 2021. The underlying theme of this adventure film festival is to get more people outdoors more often. Leon is also one of the guys that rode his bicycle across America in the amazing film Bikes of Wrath. He's a great guy, hardworking guy. Very creative and very fun, and I hope you enjoy this episode with Leon Morton. Leon, thank you for coming on the podcast, mate. Great to see you, albeit through the computer screen, but it's um, it's great to see you, mate. How are you?
1: Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, really well, thanks. Um, it's been a while, hasn't it? Although it's we sort of saw each other about a year ago. Yeah um and it's it's actually flown hasn't it it has flown it
0: it it wasn't until probably last night when i actually sat down and was thinking about the festival last year and i thought wow that's it's a full year now and it doesn't feel like it at all it's it's i've still got some amazing memories from that and i'm sure you do too and we'll chat about that um but yeah we're um obviously referring to the port fairy adventure film festival which um, Leon, you're running. You've you've got up and running last year was the first year, and mate, I, I, I was I was keen to jump straight in and ask you a bit about sure. what the festival is for people listening, and then I, I really want to get a um, gauge from your year on, and and just what your vibe from it has been since since that first uh, you know the, the the first festival. So, but maybe yeah, yeah, let's let's start with what it is, what it's all about, and and even a bit of where it stems from, mate
1: yeah sure so um as you mentioned the port fairy adventure film festivals is an outdoor well an adventure film festival that celebrates documentary films predominantly short documentary films and short documentary films that uh feature the outdoors in some way so Um, Most people, when they think of adventure films, um, in in inverted commas, they'll think of festivals like the Banff Mountain Film Festival or Five Point Adventure Film Festival or the Adventure Mountain Film's another big one. And there are these various overseas adventure film festivals that tour around Australia every year. And people generally go to these events, you know, throughout the country in most capital cities, and they'll go for a two-hour session and see these films. Um, And what we wanted to do was try and create our own version of that, but in Australia. So an entire festival weekend where filmmakers can submit films and an audience can come along and we essentially just celebrate the outdoors. Um, Mm. And we can get more into what those sort of films look like because we try to sort of position ourselves to be quite different to um, some of the other film festivals. But that's essentially what the festival is in a nutshell. Yeah. And where it it started from, it's founded by...
0: No Sorry. I was going to say is it the only one of its kind in Australia that's actually based here in Australia you mentioned obviously others do a bit of a tour around the place that are internationally yeah. based
1: but yeah we're sort of pretty reluctant to sort of gra- grasp onto that phrase because there are <laughs> other adventure film festivals in Australia um, but we we sort we think we're essentially the first competition That's like an international adventure film competition based in Australia, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, yeah. Um there are a couple of other smaller ones um that, like you said, tour around and they're fantastic. Um Mm. but yeah, so we 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 but we're just a bit reluctant to to make that claim. (laughs) No, that's first. (laughs) Yeah, the first and only. Um (laughs) well certainly um
0: you know, a film festival of any kind, um, for me. Isn't something I've really um, gone along to or been involved in or, or had much to do with, but I think there was a couple of elements for me that um, that was the reason that I that I we got in touch and I, I went down and, and yeah. went to that first festival and um, but. Yeah, and, and a lot of that a lot of that revolves around me seeing you um, in bikes of wrath which we've spoken about on this podcast before with with cam Ford earlier yeah. in the thing and I do yeah, want to course. talk to you about that as well but but then what it I've got to say that you and what your team did and put together absolutely blew me away to the point where I don't think I stopped talking about it after I got home for a couple of weeks and I'm just Absolutely on the edge of my seat, waiting for unfortunately the next one, which I think Leon would yeah. be now,
1: next weekend actually. <laughs> so, yeah, 13th to the 15th of November 2020 was supposed to be the second, yeah, for Adventure Film Festival. We've obviously had to cancel that, um, but we'll be back in 2021.
0: But that's it. No, I saw you've announced some dates for next year, which will be awesome. And look, unfortunately. Pretty much everything was cancelled this year, so that sucked. But I, I th- one good thing is, I think, I, I, you know, I don't think it will have deterred anyone. Like, I'm just, I just can't wait to get back there, and I, I I'm really keen to bring back, or you know, bring bring down to Port Ferry some friends and and um that I know will enjoy it too. But probably wouldn't necessarily, right. Like seek out. Like it's not. It, it's it's a it's a weird one because it, it sounded great to me but when I went and experienced it it was it blew my mind it was it was better than I could have ever yeah. imagined and and credit to you guys you you put on an amazing festival but you also drew in some amazing films like just incredible stuff that um, yeah you must be do you do you, when when you were putting it together i know you got a lot of submissions for the actual films for the festival but yeah, you know did. you must be really proud of of what that what you got sort of submitted and what people wanted to put in and get involved with because, again, the, the actual, you know, the actual production of these things were amazing, just amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they sort of um, – there's a lot to unpack there, I suppose, but when so maybe I'll start by saying, you know, the word adventure mm. can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people and I know for me personally when I heard adventure films, I, I sort of roll my eyes a little bit and go, oh, okay, another – white man doing some extreme sport, <laughs> climbing Everest the far, you know, whatever the latest gimmicky stat is, you know, <laughs> climbing Everest three times without oxygen or whatever it is, um, yeah. which is cool, which is impressive and amazing. Yeah. Uh, but after a certain point, you sort of, it feels like a, um, a very recycled formula, some of these films. And what we yeah. wanted to do, was show that not all adventure films had to be like that. So we wanted to really open the genre of adventure films to a completely new audience in Australia because we personally knew the power of it and we knew the range of films and diversity in that film genre. Um, and we'd lived it through our own film experience, which you've alluded to, The Bikes of Wrath, and film festivals that we attended overseas, which were just amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose that speaks to your point in that this film festival is not just for adventure junkies it's for everyone you know and there's something i'm really proud of with the film festival which we hope we achieved was no matter what your interest was in life when you walked through those doors to the cinema or the theater and watched the film there was a film in there for you you know there was totally we really tried to have a broad range of films so whether that's someone climbing everest really fast or whether that was someone just going for a walk around the block their block Um, you know, 20 times to do a little marathon. And, um, you know, they had a a story attached to that. So there's the word adventure can just mean so much to so many people.
0: What what does it mean for you specifically and why Adventure Films and why the Adventure Film Festival?
1: Yeah, I suppose that it's changed for me quite a lot. When I was younger, I was probably one of those people trying to do really um, extreme mountaineering sports and... um, And then as I grew up a little bit, those things became less interesting for me and I start a family and life becomes far. you know, life gets in the way. And all of a sudden I'm now really drawn to more human stories, which I suppose is what your podcast is called human. So that's where we connected. Um, so that's the that's the but, I suppose that's the the essence of every film which is it's got to be a really interesting human story and, behind and it. And
0: that and that I think is what I, what really hit me hard with with the festival is that yeah that they all did have that adventure element of whatever whether it was rafting or the ocean or it was climbing yeah. or whatever. But everything that that was on show was so much more than that, and it was very much that human story that yeah it blew me away. And in, in fact, I did thanks to you also get the opportunity to sit down with a couple of the, um, yeah. the people that were, had some of the films based around them or, uh, and whew, like, I mean, Jezza Williams to, to date. Absolutely. Um, if, if I look through all my stats of my podcast episodes, his episode is a million miles in front of everyone's in terms oh, of amazing. downloads. Like that guy, like <laughs> that guy's just yeah. nuts and incredible and just crazy. Like just such a amazing human. And, you so know, and I for think people
1: that don't know, I suppose, provide a bit of context for those for people that yeah. don't know or haven't listened to that episode of yours, they should totally go listen to it because <laughs> yeah. he is Thank an amazing <laughs> human. But he's a, he's a tetraplegic paraglider, yeah. which basically means he's only got very limited, um, movement in his arms, and that's it. But he's a paraglider, the first um, paragliding pilot, pa- tetraplegic paragliding pilot in the world, I believe, and he's yep. from New Zealand. And uh, he's made this amazing film, a 10 minute short film about his journey. Mm. Um, and it's incredible, which is actually like uh, only recently it gone on, it uh, went on and screened at a really prestigious adventure film festival overseas. Yeah. Called Five point. That was last weekend. So we're really proud to sort of play a little role in, Giving that a world premiere in Absolutely. little old Port Fairy in
0: Australia, and now it's gone on to, to bigger and better things. I saw, I saw you guys um, post a bit of that on, on across social media, and I, yeah, I thought, oh, that's that's great to see. But it's also, it, yeah, it's it's really um, so so, you know, so the world should see it. You know, it's such an amazing story um, among many others. But yeah, it's it's just one great example of a an adventure element to a story that's, you know, f- f- far more than just a, someone, para- uh, you know, hang gliding or, or doing whatever. Um, yeah, he's a Absolutely. really great example. Um, but you, but back onto your point about um, the adventure, the word adventure or, or, or the concept mm. of it's changed. I think it's a really interesting one and I was actually thinking along the similar lines. The other day I was kind of thinking about how, well, actually we are discussing how an adventure now, very much um, revolves around the kids, and and not even doing adventurous stuff. It's just like just being a parent Definitely. is an adventure, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and you know that now <laughs> firsthand. And it's like you're right, though. You know, when you when you're younger, your adventures are probably who can jump the highest off there into the dam, or you know whatever it's it is. But it, it just it changes. But I guess that's the beauty of the, the, it. It doesn't have to be pigeonholed. The, that that an absolutely. adventure can. Just be anything and range from all sorts of levels, and I think, and again, um, one of the things your festival does is bring all different levels of adventure and different sort of angles of adventure too, which which is which is awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks, Luke. We're um, one thing we're really proud of. We got some some data back after the festival about you know who attended, etc. Yeah, um, and something we're really proud of was uh, that we had a really diverse split in the age age groups that attended so right through from we had school groups right through to um, you know 70 plus year old people attending and it was a pretty even split across all the age groups which we're really proud of that it it can appeal to such a wide range of people and we also had a, a about a 50 50 split of male female which is something else we're really proud of because um adventure films traditionally are very Male, white, male-dominated mm. um, pursuits. Yeah. So it's another example where we can really just appeal to a, water, a wider audience and yeah, did, get more, inspire more people to get outdoors. Essentially, oh, is what totally, we're trying
0: to do. Totally, and it and it certainly has that element So Of the people, of the data you got back, we we were able to establish whether or and maybe you just witnessed this over the course of the weekend, but yeah, whether or not people. Um, that attended were those diehard people that follow these festivals around a little bit or people more like myself who'd never really been to something like this um, and just sort of thought I'll check it out and and really got engaged with it because of how how it went. Did you get any sort of vibe or sense of who was there?
1: Yeah, definitely anecdotal and also just pretty raw data that we got back. So generally speaking, the people that traveled to attend the festival were quite, either involved in the outdoor industry or um, associated with outdoor brands or into adventure films like that. Yep. And you could probably pick though, most of them around the weekend. They are all wearing you know, Patagonia or <laughs> North Face and you know that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And then, uh, which there's nothing wrong with, I was also oh. wearing Patagonia for a great company. Uh, and then I think what was surprising was for the locals, yep. the local Port Ferry residents or people in the, the wider region that, thought they would just attend on a whim and they were really surprised at what yeah. they experienced, we were pleasantly surprised. Yep. Um, yep. So that was, that was interesting. And hopefully in the future we can look to expand to get more people to travel to the festival that aren't necessarily adventure junkies. Although yeah. of course everyone's welcome. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, certainly um, I'm a few hours away or, you know, quite a few hours away and, and there's, yeah. there's plenty of places to stay. So that's, a, that's a great thing,
1: but yeah.
0: uh, I, I mean, Port Fairy is stunning and, and it's a magnificent part of the world. It really is. And it's got one of the most popular music festivals in Australia. Yeah. And now, and I've got no doubt that um, what you guys are creating is going to keep on um, building and growing to be one of the best film festivals in Australia. Why Port Ferry? Why, why is it a yeah. becoming a bit of a festival mecca?
1: Um, well the reason we chose it uh, importantly is we live here <laughs> so that helps <laughs> That's <a fair> point. <laughs> <laughs> um, for people that aren't familiar with Port Ferry, it's a little town of about 3,000 people at the end of the Great Ocean Road in Victoria, really spectacular scenery yeah. um, really dramatic coastlines but then the town Port Ferry itself is really quaint, it's quite an old, it's an old fishing village, so beautiful old buildings lots of lovely cafes great food um, and it's the we really liked the idea of creating an, an event that celebrates the outdoors somewhere away from a capital city. Yeah. So the obvious thing to do would be oh let's do a new adventure film festival let's do it in Melbourne or Sydney. Yep. Um, and we'd probably get much bigger audiences and be able to make more money. But uh, that wasn't the driving motivation for the festival.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so there's a real power I think in putting it somewhere that is beautiful in the outdoors and then making people or giving people the option to travel to that beautiful location and experience these films and then walk outside of the theatre and the next day go for a surf or go yeah. for a hike through Tower Hill amongst, you know, emus and kangaroos and yep. um, really celebrate the outdoors.
0: And it's kind of, I saw it, sort of, you know, and, and again, next time around, next year, when we'll definitely be coming, I want to bring down a bit of a crew because it's kind of an adventure right. in itself you know and and obviously you know you sort of alluded to that you're yeah it could be in in town and you probably stay in a hotel and you'll just exactly. you know, walk from there to there and that's kind of it but yeah. what you, what you are absolutely correct in doing is making give, sort of giving people an adventure in just attending and and you're right you, the other thing that i really liked about it was the <clears throat> it had that real community feel about it too like after absolutely. you know after a film event you'd walk out down the street um, everyone was kind of just in the, a really great mindset. There was no, yeah, it was just, it was just everyone was on the same page and just appreciating it for what it was. And, I and I think from memory, the weather was horrendous, wasn't it? It was freezing cold yeah, and rainy one it, of the nights, but it was kind of
1: Fairy style. It was beautiful, <laughs> you know, beautiful one day, and then That's it right. would pour down with rain, you know, in the afternoon. But that is look, but you but the get reason I remember that down
0: here, <laughs> yeah, no, but the reason I remembered that was because it sort of drove everyone into a pub or a couple of venues and, and it sort of just, right. you know, that festival vibe just continues. Like it doesn't end after the film ends, which I think maybe, and you know, you might end up doing it one day, but maybe in those big capital cities it may it might sort of just once you've gone to the event, that's kind of it. But
1: exactly, yeah. 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 That's been our experience. And we're, we're so lucky that in this town, it's got a really strong community. Port Ferry yep. is a proud community and they really welcome people. So we did make an effort to curate these other events around the film events so um you know filmmaker interviews and other pop-up events and all the local businesses were really supportive and you would have noticed Luke, you know after the end of the weekend people know you by name and you're walking to yeah. a coffee shop and they'll recognize you and yeah. um it's just a really warm welcoming place to spend a weekend
0: yeah and and even you know that you you end up sort of staying in touch with a few people like um again um I'm not making this about myself, but I had the opportunity to chat to Laura mm. Waters, who was there as a guest yeah. um, who yep. just had has got the um had just released a book I'm hoping one day she does something for a, a film because I think she'd do an amazing job oh, of it. but be fantastic you know her sto- her story in itself and I know she like you said some little side events she did some talks and things like that, which were great and um and so you know so we've kept in touch and and Jezza and you know so there's all there's great. all that element too, and I'm sure. You know, people that are attending, because you can't help in a place like that sort of bump into someone three or four times, whether it's in the event Absolutely. or at a pub or whatever. So, so there's that, yeah. you know, that every, everything about it had that, yeah, that kind of genuine feel about it. There was no pretentiousness about it. There was, it was everyone was just having a good time and, and appreciating what was going on. Thanks, mate. So, I'm thinking we
1: should probably get a bit of a, a pay packet from the Port Ferry Tourist Association because we're giving it a good talk up yeah, here. I aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> I know.
0: I, well, I haven't, I haven't received a check, so I'm not saying it because it's <laughs> me. Uh, either. You know, I don't, I, but I guess the reason I talk it up a lot around friends and whatever, and 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 on this podcast is because it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you can walk, and I and I did, and I'm sure I'm not alone that you can walk away from. <clears throat> And feel like it actually has had a really positive effect on you, and and you know some of the films were quite touching and moving, you know, and it actually makes you go, wow, you know. Um, wow, thanks, Luke. So yeah, like I I, I don't I wouldn't be s- sort of speaking about it in such high regard if I didn't you know think it was legitimate. Like, and I I do hope that you, as you said, more travelers get down there and people who haven't really necessarily gone to a festival like this or you know anything like that can can experience it because yeah it's an amazing time but but all the update i should say too, all the updates on this festival for next year on the website what's what's the web address and and maybe even some of the socials just while
1: we're on it leon yeah absolutely so it's portferryfilmfest.com so portferryfilmfest.com. Uh, it's got all the links to all our social media accounts. We're on Instagram, Facebook, etc. cetera. Um, the dates for next year's festival is 11th to the 14th of November, 2021 uh, in Port Ferry. Beautiful. Uh, and that's probably the best place to, to, get, it, to get all your yep. info. If you're a filmmaker, we'd love to get a submission for your film. Uh, there is a small entrance fee, but if you just shoot me an email... Uh, Leon at com. I'll happily waive that fee for you. And then tickets go on sale for the event in September 2021. So still quite a way away now. But uh, yeah. just gives yep. us okay. more time to plan and make it bigger and better.
0: Oh, totally. And it gives people an opportunity to start planning that need to travel, you know. So just exactly. thinking a few months out if you need to organize accommodation or whatever you need to do. So now, um, yeah. you know, Adventure Films um, is obviously... Runs in your blood, and the first time I laid eyes on you was on a screen, and it was um, <laughs> during watching the Bikes of Wrath film, which completely blew my mind, um, and is one of the reasons we got in touch. I think I've reached out to you after I spoke to Cam Ford, and um, you know people can go back and have a listen to that episode with with Cameron Ford as well, because that was we really dived into and we broke the film down. What was that like for you as an experience and and how did that change your perspective on things?
1: Yeah, incredible experience. The the sort of term life-changing gets thrown around a little bit these days, doesn't it? But it really was for me personally um, and I know for the other people in the group. uh, And I suppose quite momentous in the sense that we had a we my wife and i started a family quite soon after so it almost felt like the end of a a particular era as well in that sense if i'm (laughs) sort of looking a bit inside and thinking about it but i mean the experience of driving of riding a bicycle across america it's a big country it's a diverse Mm. country um this was pre-trump as well yep 2015 um Really, I mean, just a fascinating time to be in America. Um, and I mean, it's probably, it's more fascinating now. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty much a fascinating time to be in oh, America, but, absolutely. but yeah, yeah,
0: when there's, when there's some political sort of, I, want, I don't know if unrest is the right word, but, but certainly some uncertainty. Um Yeah, and division, must, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Good word to describe it, I think. And and just I suppose to break it down for people, bikes of Wrath is exactly basically what Leon said. Um, Leon and a few friends got on their push bikes and rode in it, basically following the footsteps of the Grapes of Wrath book. Is is that a fair way to
1: put it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's a much better description than what I I didn't give you a very good description now I suppose no, it's, no. the film's become uh, had a bit more it's a bit, feels a bit more loaded now with the current political climate. True. Um but yeah, you absolutely right. So a couple of friends of ours, uh, myself and another friend, love the book The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Um and we decided to retrace the route that the family takes in the book. Um where they leave Oklahoma and they they drive west looking for more opportunity in California. This was during the Great Depression in the 1930s. So we decided we'd retrace that route in the book on bicycles. Um, we had a month and a bit to do it. We took the exact same amount of money that the family did had, had in the book. And we inflated it to you know current day prices and that's all we had. And we just rode and we took some musical instruments and we busted along the way. <laughs> and we rode from Oklahoma to California. Um, and we essentially interviewed Americans along the way and it was looking at America and how it's changed um, since the 1930s, looking at some of those uh, big social issues uh, that it talks about in the book uh, that are still very relevant today, sort of wealth inequality and immigration and things like that. Hmm. Um, and we made a documentary film about it. So a couple of other friends joined on to the adventure. Uh, One of them was Cameron Ford, who's a really well-known and very accomplished filmmaker, and he said, well, I'd love to come on the adventure, but if I'm coming on the adventure, I want to film it. So then it quickly (laughs) turned into a a documentary film, and then um, Cameron and Charlie, who's one of the other people on the trip, uh, took all that footage and just turned it into um, an incredible film that's Mm. gone on to do pretty well, and that's full credit to them. They were the brains behind that.
0: Did you have much involvement in putting the film together? Uh, Like in post-production? No, so,
1: not really, to be honest. Uh, yeah.
0: So then how did you react when you first saw it?
1: Yeah, so I saw that you get to see little sort of uh, rough clips and rough edits along yeah. the way, but just I had full faith in Cam and Charlie to tell it honestly. So I'm not, yep. not so worried about how I was portrayed or how anyone else was portrayed. It was more how the story behind it's so powerful that you, I think you sort of lose, you're worried less about how you come across on the
0: film because the, the story behind it and that yeah um is is quite important <laughs> yeah um, and and i i watched also the the, the breakdown the se- the six part series as well yeah um yep. which goes into even more detail i think um yeah
1: absolutely
0: in fact i watched that first <laughs> oh wow, so, Did you? yeah, yeah and uh, i mean yeah and i've i've harped on about it on this podcast for for quite a bit but it, it it's incredible and it and it yeah it The, 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 I suppose the, the angle or the, the vision you get is seems really authentic. And, and I remember talking to Cameron and, and he said, look, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure you'll back this as well. That if there was much, there was nothing that was, that was fabricated. There was nothing that was pieced together to make it look a certain way. But, but I don't think it came across that way anyway. I think it did come across exactly how, how you guys said it was. So, and that is a, a really true um, snapshot of of that route you took, and that and the people that you that you came across, and also America. You know, it, yeah, it probably, absolutely.
1: It, it really, yeah. I mean, start. the film the film was about you know, on from the outset, the film's about five Australians riding across America. But actually, it's not. You know, the film is not about us at all. Yeah, it's about uh, America. That's just. Us cycling across America is just the conduit to start a conversation with totally. people when you arrive into a town. Mm. Uh, the film is about America um, for Americans. And uh, just sometimes you, it's easier for a non American or someone from outside that bubble to be able to go into that bubble and ask mm. questions and get really honest answers. Yeah. Um, where I'd be, I'd be really interested to know if if it was an American doing that. I don't know if they'd get quite the same amount of honesty. That's a good point. Um, That's a really good point. It's it's people just those... drop their guards down. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's it is one of those things where you sometimes takes in in a lot of different um, cases, takes someone from the outside to come in before you can really reveal what you're Absolutely. thinking, or you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd interested to know though. Obviously, the filming the the series or the the film was a afterthought what what when you first came up with the concept of just doing yep. it what were you hoping to achieve out of it what like were you just oh. sort of interested in the adventure side of it and see what happens or was there something specific that you were really hoping to gain from it or get get out of it
1: yeah nothing specific we'd had charlie and myself um i was living up in the snowfields at the time i was working teaching outdoor education in the summer and working as a ski patroller in the winter and Charlie came and visited and we'd had quite a few glasses of red wine, I think. by the time we That's how all great plans start. <laughs> um, and we just, we both just loved the book so much. Yeah. And we just wanted to experience, We, I suppose we wanted to experience that book even more. So we just, we just came up with an adventure to, to do it. And then it wasn't really, to be honest, it wasn't until Cameron got involved with the project that, he started looking deeper into why we're we doing this and what are the themes in the book and what does that mean now. So he really added another a layer to the yeah to the um. I don't want to use the word storytelling because it's the wrong word, but you know he added another layer to the whole project. So yeah. yeah. To be honest, Charlie and I were just going on an adventure. Yeah. So that's thanks to Can. He gave it a bit of meaning.
0: <laughs> but again, I suppose if we if we were to sort of look. Beneath the film side of it, when you, in hindsight, looking back, do you feel like you, you sort of um, were able to touch and feel a bit of what you love about the book?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's funny because when you're riding across and shooting it, you, you don't really know what you're getting. You don't really know what the content's going to be or what the film's going to turn into. Mm. Um, so you're just experiencing day to day, just so viscerally um and I mean it's all, it's also all a bit of a blur because you're just dehydrated, hungry, <laughs> don't have any money for anything we didn't we weren't staying in hotels or even campsites we were sleeping under bridges and <laughs> in abandoned gas stations you know so it was a pretty hard slog um, so we were really just trying to get to the finish line but the, I mean Amer- America is such a diverse country it's so different to how it's portrayed to us in little clips on the news yeah sure um, yeah and even the one huge learning i got out of it was even people that i thought i would have not a lot in common with so, you know a lot of these very conservative right-wing bible belt stuff which mm. you know that's not that's nothing against those people that's not my they're not my life views yeah um, thing people I would think I want, would not have that much in common with riding across that country and speaking to them we just have so much in common mm. so much more in common than we don't and that really opened my eyes to America because it's just portrayed as a really divisive place which um, I mean I'm saying that and I know now that everything happening in America right now, it is, you know, that times 10. So it is quite divided at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I don't really feel qualified to speak about it right now, but certainly at the time, no, But you more... it still felt more united than divided.
0: Yeah. And you're more than qualified to speak about your own experiences too. And that's, I guess that's all, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day when you are looking back and, and talking about your experiences, you know, the, that's what you felt, and that's what you came across, and that's no mm. one can change your view on that yeah, because true. that's that you true. know that's that's how you saw it. And I think, yeah, I think that's really important. And it's and it's kind of, you know, one of the reasons that I like to do this concept, this style of podcast too, is because it's not until you get in front of someone and start chatting and you break down some barriers that you 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 get to know, you know, and you get to know some people that you might not necessarily you know, as you Absolutely. said, think that you'd have as much in common with or something like that. So yeah. No, I think I think it's great. And I think it's a it's a, one of those life experience moments that you guys had and certainly a certainly Definitely. unique one.
1: <laughs> if people want to know more about the film, there's the website bikesofwrath.com is yep. up and running where they can find more info. And also probably worth mentioning that Cam and Charlie went on to do a follow-up film that I wasn't personally involved with. Um, but it's called Floating with Huck. Right. And that is um, so Bikes of Wrath was, was filmed uh, pre-Trump. Floating with Huck it follows the um, story of Huckleberry Finn and that Cam and Charlie built a raft at the top of the Mississippi River and floated down the Mississippi River for six months. And they did another film um, looking at racial inequality in America. Wow. Uh, following the journey of Huckleberry Finn. And that, I believe, Cam's still working on that film, so that'll be out later. But that was filmed during the Trump administration. So a really interesting follow-up film to Bikes of Wrath. Yeah. If you're interested about that, you can, I'm sure, just go to com or shoot Cam an email.
0: Yeah. I remember um, he mentioned it um, when I spoke to him on the podcast, but um, I wasn't sure where that was at. So that's, I mean, yeah, again, that'll be... If, it's, if Bikes of Wrath's anything to go off, that'll be... a. An interesting one as well, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Um, um I, I wanted to jump back into the festival again because I'm really excited about it. Uh, <laughs> I know yeah, you yeah. were, I think I spoke to you pre-festival, during festival and post-festival and you were exhausted the whole time. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's it, Have you got a big team helping you out this time around because you, you, you and your partner did a power of work and it was it's such an amazing job. What what's What's next year looking like?
1: Uh, we're still a team of two, Luke, at the moment. So for, for people listening, it's my wife, Athena. She's the um, festival director and I'm the program director, which essentially means Athena organises the festival and makes it look amazing and I pick the films for the festival. Uh, it's a team of two. We've got a, we've got a heap of friends that, are, that volunteer, but uh, we're a little not-for-profit, completely bootstrapped, self-funded, uh, all profits made from the festival go straight back into the festival. We don't take any wages whatsoever so we're volunteering ourselves so uh we don't really have the cash flow to be able to bring anyone else on but um yeah we've got we're probably looking next year we'll expand the team out probably to say five people but all on a volunteer basis and then of course during the festival we were just um supported by Mm. you know a a huge amount of volunteers that put in timeless you know tireless work uh, and then we've got people like uh, Cameron Ford, who was our the chair of our jury panel last year and hopefully will be again next year. And Lisa Skerritt, yep. who's the host of ABC's The Mix and she was yeah. our amazing MC. So we've got a few other people on the sort of, on the peripheries of the festival that keep coming back and helping us. No, but that's no, it's good. just the yeah. two of us, mate.
0: <laughs> no, it's good. It's exciting. Are you taking, have you had any... Um... Well, would you did you have submissions for this year that you'll carry over to next year? Yeah, we year did.
1: Or, yeah. We did. So, uh, quick recap, we were ready to go for November and then the the sort of Victorian lockdown happened when was that June or July? Yeah. And we just couldn't see a definitive path to be able to doing it and even yeah. if we did, just the risk and um just the risk versus reward. So, we decided to cancel it. We were looking toying up between doing a virtual festival or not. Um, and in the end we chose not to, it just didn't feel right for our festival. We're a really small, like we've discussed really like community driven yeah. festival where being there and meeting the people and interacting is such a part of it. Yep. Um, so for us, a virtual festival just didn't feel right. So we decided just to press the pause button and come back next year. Yeah. Uh, so we've already had about uh, 300 submissions Wow! Um, all those filmmakers have been really understanding, um, and we're basically holding all those submissions over for next year's festival as well. Okay, cool. Um, so submissions are still open for next yep. year. Yeah,
0: excellent. No, it's uh, look, I, I I just can't um, express enough to people that are, that that this is a con- new concept. It's a it's a diff- something they haven't necessarily been involved in um, or, or checked out. Is just a sit tight for wait till. Um, September, yeah. get some tickets and get down Port Ferry because it's such an amazing, it's such an amazing event, mate. And and what have you, What I mean, 2019 was the first festival. What was mm-hmm. your takeaway personally? Like what, what did you sit back after you got your breath again? <laughs> what were you yeah. able to take away from it?
1: Well, I think one of the things I was most proud of is in our, we did a big post-festival sort of survey of everyone that attended And there was just a question that was, do you feel after attending the festival, do you feel more inspired to get outdoors? And it was about a 97 reply rate of yes. Um, Awesome. And for me, that was really, that was sort of the crux of why we did the whole festival Is we just want more people to get outdoors more often. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it had an impact on people and then we would hear that from people like yourself or people would speak to that um, would tell us that it did have that effect. That was really powerful for me personally. Mm. Um, That's a huge takeaway. And then I think we've already talked about it briefly, but the, just the fact that I opened it, it brought a whole new group of people yep. to this genre of film. Yeah. Um, expanded that audience. Uh, and I also learnt another big takeaway was don't start a festival when you've got an eight-week-old baby. <laughs> yeah. I must we were, kind have of running, on the, we were oh. running on the mantra pre-festival that if Jacinda Ardern could run an entire country with a newborn <laughs> baby, that we'd be able to get away with a little festival in Port Perry. Oh. Um, but, yeah, you know, but it was, geez, it was tough. It was hard work, but yeah. it was amazing as well. Like beautiful, you know, beautiful memories. We'll have those memories for the rest of our lives. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And moving forward to to twenty twenty one, do you feel like you've 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 got plenty under your belt now that you know worked really well? Maybe there was some things that didn't work as well. Definitely. Um, you won't be aiming to have a child at the time of the festival next year maybe uh- <laughs> <Exactly right. laughs> yeah we've definitely
1: got a good controls on that one <laughs> um yeah definitely i mean the first time you do something is always a learning isn't it i'm mm. sure you can relate like with starting your podcast i'm sure you've refined it over the oh, years and um, yeah of
0: course i don't you know i don't but, think with anything you never really stop do you i mean you've got to keep definitely. evolving and, and working yeah. out what what's working what's not so yeah, yeah.
1: We definitely will refine it for next year. And we, something we learned was that um, I think that we got a lot of really encouraging feedback. It's like, oh, this festival went really well. You we should here's some ideas to make it bigger and better next year. And <laughs> it's all really well-meaning advice, but something we're really conscious of is that yes, it did go well, uh, but it didn't go perfectly for us. And we've been told that from the outside it looked nice and calm and it ran really well, but behind the scenes we were, you know, it was quite stressful. Um, yeah. And so behind the scenes, we're sort of refining a few processes um, to make it a bit more automated and a bit more um, that it can run without Athena and I having to have our hands on the throttle the whole time. Yep. Um, And we, we're just really going to make an effort to not expand too quickly. We've seen a lot of other film festivals be successful, expand quickly, uh, get a bigger audience, but lose its soul. Yep. And, it's great for the festival. It's great for the cash flow of the festival, but it's not great for the attendees. Yeah. Um. And I've been on the receiving end of that yeah, as an okay. attendee. Yeah. And we're really conscious not to do that. So we're not going to grow too big. We're going to stay small. Um. We're going to grow small, stay small, but we're going to refine it, tailor it, make more curated experiences for people. Continue to have it. Be affordable for people to attend, Yep. Uh, and just refine it. And if that means in the future, then we branch out and go to more venues in more different places. Maybe we'll look at doing that. But we're not going to rush anything. Essentially, no. it's easy to but get excited, like, isn't it? And isn't it? It is. Go yeah.
0: Let's go big. We've done one. Let's go all out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've we were really lucky to be mentored by um, Regna Jones, who's the executive director of Five Point Adventure Film Festival in Colorado. Really great festival, and she gave us some really great advice um, on how to set this up for the long run so don't expand too quickly do nice incremental growth make sure that you're always looking after your attendees and the, the people and the filmmakers of course yeah um, and just make it really sustainable for the long term because we're, our vision one day is that Athena and I could take a Backward step from the festival and it can continue to grow into whatever direction it goes in, Yeah, but it doesn't need us there. Yep. Um, so we'll be focusing on that for the next few years. So that the experience will be very similar year after year, I think. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. People, yeah.
0: I mean, lots to look forward to. And I, and I really genuinely mean that congratulations on last year and, for, and commiserations on this year, unfortunately yeah. couldn't go ahead, which, which as I said, really sucks. But I think, um, you know i think everyone will will will, will be really excited and, and even more enthusiastic about about the festival mm. in 2021 i am i can't wait to um i'm going to bring the microphones back mate and i'm going to grab some people to talk yeah. to because that was a blast last year so yeah, i really really hope we can do that again and um look forward to catching up with you and hopefully your uh Oh look I'm sure you're still going to be under the pump I'm not going to I'm not going to lie yeah. <laughs> but hopefully we can catch up for a beer and in a and uh face to face and that's what it's going to be all yeah, about definitely. so Leon that's thank great. you so much for joining us on the podcast mate really really appreciate your time and um can't wait for catching up at the festival next year
1: Awesome thanks Luke thanks for having me